Boys, welcome back. Episode 67 of the Review Podcast. We are here. It is Thursday, March 18th, the day that we've pretty much all been waiting for, marking our calendars because today, March Madness officially started. I mean, it, it officially, officially starts tomorrow, but the first four were played tonight. We have been waiting Two years for this since the last tournament ended in 2019. Since the it has been so long. We made it. We, we've been talking about it for so long. We made it. And I'm not even home to enjoy it. But Seth is here. I'm here. Seth, how's it going? I'm good. You know, it's, it's been an interesting week. I only have two, uh, two classes this week because BU is doing this thing. Called, or, well, sorry, two days of classes. Um, BU is doing this thing where they took away our spring break, gave us an extra week of winter. And uh, they're giving us what they call wellness days throughout the uh, throughout the semester. So I think we end up with like three of them, two or three of them. And so one of them was today. So I had no class all day today. Don't have class again until next Tuesday. So we're chilling. Awesome. Nice. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm down in Florida right now. I pulled a I pulled a Robbie Carpentier and and made it down to Florida for just for a to few golf. days. Just to golf. Just to just to golf and then go home. I'm sitting on the balcony of my hotel room right now. I don't know if you can hear, but the ocean's like going on behind me. It's like doing its thing. I don't think you. I don't yeah, think it's you can. not coming through really. I'm connected to my AirPods, but it's loud for me. But uh, I came back from dinner. I it, it's crazy down here. It's like COVID doesn't exist, which is like it's cool. It's like, it's a nice little refreshing, especially since I got bad at it. Uh, it's a nice little refreshing, like break from Massachusetts where like things, it's like life is normal down there. So I'm just on a nice little vacation. And obviously we're cranking out podcasts because of March madness. Um, but yeah, so I'm, if you like hear the waves, I don't think you do, but that's where I am. I'm on a balcony in Florida right now, pulling a full Robbie Carpentier. Uh, all right. A, uh, before we get into, I mean, we're going to have, a uh, little TBR uh, mini outing on Tuesday. What's on Tuesday? Oh my God, that's right, the game. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. We will I'm be flying in back person. in just to go to the game. That's right. I'm flying back from Florida to go to the Bruins game. <laughs> we will be in person for the first game. So, at so who York. are you taking? It's me. I'm going with. Okay, so I got four. So I'm gonna have to have some tough conversations with some people. You know, this is, I take I take the playoff army very seriously. It's it's TBR's playoff army has been around for a few years now. We've been going strong. We've got like our core guys. I I you know pick and choose who I think would be best to go to these games. Um, Perulo got a ticket. Obviously, I already told him that he got a ticket. Uh, Abby also got a ticket. Uh, my girlfriend type person. Uh, got a ticket as well. Have you guys so, created the label yet? Is that a thing that you've uh, officially? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, without getting you know, without getting too you know pompous about it, like yeah, and I, I had to I had to slide that in there because if I just said Abby, nobody who listens to the podcast would know. Yeah, was saying, no, no, nobody's gonna have a single clue. Who I had to like, is. I had to identify. If you listen to Up All Night, because I know we have some crossover viewers. Go listen to episode nine, and then the update is that we've started dating. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, she got a ticket. Ferulo got a ticket. I got a ticket. So, there's one left. So, it's people who want that extra ticket better be really nice to me the next few days because I have not decided on giving it to them. <laughs> I, I can think of a, uh, a singular person who I'm sure would love to uh, go. He happens to be okay. extremely short in stature. Um, does he happen to also be a co-host on this podcast? He may also be a co-host on this podcast. I think I, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> no, so his name is definitely floated around there. <laughs> his name has definitely been floated out there. I'm, I'm discussing with the other members who are already going about who we think would be best. Haven't made the final decision yet. We'll let you know, but thank you for reminding me. Tuesday is going to be crazy content because we're all going to be back in the garden for the first time since March 3rd, March 7th 
of last year, I think was the lightning game. Was that it? was the last home game. That was the last home game at TD Garden. Oh, because they were away Saturday. Yeah. yeah, Saturday, March 7th, I think was the last home game at TBR and, and, and a bunch of us, whole boatload of us were there. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. Be on the lookout for that. But, uh, but yeah, there's really only one purpose for this episode. I've been talking about it for so long. When I did the simulation last year, I told everybody that I stress about March Madness. Like, it's so overwhelming to me. It's, I think it's the single greatest sporting event in American sports history. The fact that you have 16 basketball games in a single day and in the course of a week you have like 50 and you make a bracket and can bet on it and can just watch basketball 24-7. I think that's insane. Insane. I've always been obsessed with March Madness. We've made it. We've got our brackets ready. By the way, TBR March Madness Bracket Challenge. By the time that you all hear this podcast, you'll probably have about six hours uh, to enter the tournament before, or enter the bracket challenge before the tournament shuts or opens up and the bracket locks. But we've got so 30 12 p.m. Friday, 12 p.m. Friday to get 12 your brackets PM. in. So I'm anticipating that I'll probably, oh, I'll put this out tonight. So you have 12 hours. I don't know if anyone's going to listen to it at midnight, but if right. you do, you'll have 12 hours. But if you're listening to this right now and it's Friday morning, you got a couple of hours, you've already made a bracket, go ahead and submit it. TBR March Madness Bracket Challenge. First link in our Instagram bio. The official name is TBR Sports MM Group. We've surprisingly got 36 people in there, which like I wasn't expecting, just based off of people that followed us. When I posted the kind of like promo for it, I anticipated two things. I anticipated one that it would be one of the TikToks that blows up, and that we'd get like a, a bunch of random people in it, or that two we'd get like two people in it, like everyone in TBR, and then like one or two. But the TikTok did not blow up. But we have 36 people in this bracket challenge right now. So I think we did a good job of spreading the word. And I'm anticipating we'll probably be around like 45 by the time the tournament starts. Uh, if the TikTok doesn't blow up overnight, uh, which I'm not anticipating it will. So if you're in the TBR March Madness bracket challenge, good luck. Thank you for joining. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, happy March Madnessing, everybody. But we are going to go through every single game on the bracket, much like we did for the simulation. We're going to go through every single game in the round of 64 which is, that is going on tomorrow and Saturday and just break it down for you. And then we will have podcasts over the next few days recapping what happened, what to look forward to in the next round. But here's the big preview. This is the calm before the storm tonight. You got the first four on right now, a nice little relaxing intro to everything that's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. We're going to break down our brackets. We're going to tell you who we picked in our brackets, too. Like, I don't care if someone steals my bracket. I don't think anybody's going to do that. So, yeah. Let's also, if you do steal our brackets, it's not like we're going to, like, if, if one of us ends up being the top dog in the TBR, like, pool, it's not like we're going to get the... Yeah, it's the not like wins. I'm giving myself my Xbox. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, even if I win, it's going to the next person. <laughs> we're just in it for fun. And you get TBR merchandise, too. I didn't put that in the TikTok, in the Instagram video, because it was too long of a video, but you get merchandise too. TBR merchandise, even if you don't come in first. Those are some consolation prizes as well. So there's really no reason for you not to enter. So yeah. All right, people. It is 1044 p.m. It is Thursday night. Tournament starts tomorrow. Deep breath. Calm before the storm. Let's open up the brackets. Let's dive right in. West region. Gonzaga versus either Norfolk State or Appalachian State. I, I mean, like, Gonzaga is just going to murder whoever it is. I don't think it's going to make a difference, to be honest with you. It doesn't. I feel bad for the 16 seeds in the play-in game. Yeah. Because it's like, it, 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 it's like you're winning so that you can lose tomorrow. Or that you can Absolutely. lose on Saturday. Literally. Like, there's, That's the thing. There's, like, I, mean, I mean, like, we saw Virginia lose two years ago, and Virginia was right. the overall number one seed right like they were considered to be the number one team in the nation so you know anything can happen but i don't i mean this gonzaga team while they do have a lot of young players i think that their depth is going to help them and I, they they have some experience i believe too so like yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure they have some older guys on that team still um i mean they're, they're the only team with i forget if they were the only team with three guys in the top in the all-american teams or it, 
is it all American or is it like what what do they call it like the the top two like like you know how all NBA like has their yeah, thing? They just I mean I think all Americans probably the right term. But yeah, I, I, so they, they were the only team I think to have um three guys in the. So Gonzaga had three guys in the in the whole thing. They had um, Corey Kispert on the first team, and then they had Jalen Suggs, who is dirty, and um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Time Tim A Tim on the second team. Yeah. So they had three guys in the two teams. The only other team that was close to that was Illinois with two. Yeah. I, I so the, this team is like a tournament favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think we need to like talk about the game. I mean. Everyone now, which pisses me off, and it's, it's the same thing with, like, Loyola Chicago. There's always that one team every year where everybody, like, all of a sudden is like, oh, they're going to make a run. Like, now because Virginia lost, everyone's like, oh, like, you never know. It could happen. Like, that's a one in a million. Like, that was, yeah. that was crazy that we saw that in our lifetimes, that a 16 seed came in and knocked off a tur- tournament favorite number one seed. That that's unheard of. I don't know that it'll ever happen again. It might take as as long as it did the first time for it to happen again. It sure as hell won't happen to Virginia again if they're ever a one seed. I'll tell you that. It's like it's like forgetting a piece of equipment at a game. You just never do it again. You know, you make that mistake once, never happens again. They'll never lose to a 16 seed again. But yeah, Gonzaga's gonna win this game. Like I have no doubt in my mind. Everyone's gonna freak out in like the first two minutes when either Norfolk or Appalachian State scores like a basket. They'll be like, oh my God, UCSB, UCSB. And then Gonzaga's going to roll them for the rest of the game. That's what's going to yeah. happen. Gonzaga's going to win. Easy, said and done. I don't need to talk about it. All right. Oklahoma, Missouri, eight and nine. This is an interesting game. It is. Yeah. So I've got, I've got Oklahoma in this one. Um, and the big, it, it's a tough one. Um, and it's, it's honestly just because I trust their offense a little bit more. Um, and defensively, they just have that slight edge. Um, they're yeah. also they're a better um, three-point shooting team and a better free-throw shooting team than Missouri. Uh, Missouri does have the fourth strongest strength of schedule, and their record is better by, that, by one game um, compared to, like, Oklahoma's 44th in strength of schedule. Um, but I think that Oklahoma's more tested – um, they they had 12 games against top 25 teams compared to Missouri, who only had six. So um, I definitely uh, I, I'm pretty confident in the Oklahoma pick in this game. Yeah, I'm with you on Oklahoma. I was really back and forth when I was filling out my bracket about it um, because I was, you know, Trey Young's year. They lost in the first round to URI as a seven seed. And a lot of people, you know, like we talked about it, there hasn't been a year when all the eight seeds have made it past the first round and in 2019 all the eight seeds lost in the first round so it's mm-hmm. it's definitely it's a great spot for a nine to beat an eight because i consider this to be an eight versus eight game like these teams are pretty evenly matched this is just like a, a pretty evenly set out game when you look at the tail of the tape there's not much that separates these two teams um and it, it really was just a like a sentimental pick. Like a lot of the picks in March Madness don't have to be like, oh yeah, this is like the better team they're going to win because like you're not accounting for the March Madness factor. So I just closed my eyes and I envisioned Gonzaga and Oklahoma in the round of 32. And that's why I picked Oklahoma at the end of the day. You could really go either way on this one. But I have Oklahoma as well. Yeah, right. I feel like you can go either way on pretty much every single eight or nine. You know, yeah. like oh, yeah. there's some weird matchups. Yeah. All right, next one. Five Creighton against 12 UCSB. So my dad picked UCSB because he liked the way it sounded. Now he <laughs> picked Creighton because of Crate and Barrel. And oh I'm picking God. Creighton because Creighton never loses in the first round in March Madness, ever. Really? Creighton and Seton Hall are money in the first round. I know Seton Hall is not in the tournament this year. Creighton and yeah, Seton Hall every year. Boom. Just send them through the round of 32. I don't even need to know who they're playing against. They're the Blue Jays, right? Or the Mordecais? Roll Creighton Mordecais. Yeah. 
So I've got I've got um I've got UCSB in this game just because I felt so here's the thing, right? I'm very big on the 12 over 5 thing, right? That is my like favorite thing in this like in doing the bracket challenges. But I have zero faith in Oregon State and zero faith in Winthrop to win. So I knew okay. that like I always try to when I make my brackets, I always split it. I have two five seeds winning and I have two 12 seeds winning. And so I figured that I needed at least one more 12 seed in, and that, and so that's why I picked UCSB because I was very confident that Georgetown's going to give um, a really solid game in the first round. Like Georgetown's kind of my that's like my big upset log, like over Colorado for sure. Um, I'm with you on course, that. I mean, that. We'll talk about we'll talk about that when we get to that. Yeah, dude, they're <laughs> gonna lose by like 30 now that I'm saying that. But um, no, I mean, I, I figured I figured I needed at least another one. And then when we get to our next game, you'll see why this is also it makes for a really entertaining second round. Yeah, I, I know. I already know what you're gonna say. So let's jump to the next game. Virginia and Ohio. Seth texted me earlier this week and goes, Ohio might have to be like our our Cinderella team. And I I'm big in Virginia. I don't know why I've, I'm seeing it all over the place. I'm seeing like Ohio, 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 like this is the team. I don't think Virginia is going to let a first round upset happen to them ever again. Like, like even if they don't, like, I, even if they don't survive the round of 32, I see no way that they let a first round upset happen again, especially after what happened three years ago. No chance. I've got Virginia in this game. Explain why you like Ohio though. Right, I like Ohio because of Virginia's injury and COVID issues. So Virginia um, had to drop out of the ACC tournament because of positive COVID tests inside of their organization. Um, and then I believe that like their leading rebounder, or that might have been Kansas, is leading rebounder is out. Um, but no, like they're they've got a bunch of like there are people in within the organization who. Um, tested positive um they said that they had no new so they and it, it sounds like it's only one person but they're all quarantined right so that means that they haven't practiced since they got the news which was about a week ago right so you're going to take a week off and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you're going to end up taking a week off coming in essentially like they probably weren't able to practice until like today I don't even know if yeah. they're going to be able to practice it because I don't know how long they're forced to um, quarantine for. Now, granted, they are the most recent um, yeah, NCAA defending champion. champion. Um, and so that, you know, kind of plays a factor. But I don't know. I feel like I feel like Ohio can definitely pull off the upset here. Like there's got to be one yeah. weird upset. And you're thinking it's them. Yeah. All right. I, I respect that's that's a good enough reason to want to pick them. I just I'm not going against Virginia. I just can't. I can't do it. I, I just I, I feel like I just feel, I don't see them losing in the first round after what happened. If, if, if that hadn't happened. And they the, the fact that they're defending champions, too, if, if they hadn't lost to UCSB or uh, UMBC that year. Then I'd I'd probably go in with you on Ohio because I'm I'm a big like upset. I love the underdogs, but I just don't see it happening. So I'm taking Virginia. But we we will obviously be back. When is that game being played? Tomorrow? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. When we do our podcast after the Saturday games, you will all find out what happened. Okay. Next game: USC, and now we know it is Drake. Right. Um. Before the play-in game was played, I had Drake winning. Drake was money against the spread all year. Um, this has happened to USC before in the past. When I was filling out my bracket, I said to myself, USC lost a couple years ago as when they played a play-in team in the first round. They got beat in the first round. Uh, I think USC is more of a football school. Six rankings always really weird because like the six team is, is playing against an 11, but this year's 11s aren't all that bad. That, like you've got some talented teams coming out in the 11 spot. I like Drake's momentum. I like that they just won a huge nail biter game against Wichita State. I think they're riding a wave of momentum. I love them in this game. I've got Drake over USC, and especially because they're dogs on the line. Drake to cover the spread. They didn't cover it tonight, but like they usually do. 
Um, so my one thing with this is in these games, I tend to default to what team has the best player. Like, I think if you have the best player on the floor, that exponentially increases your chances of winning a game, especially in something as unpredictable as March Madness. And Evan yeah. Mobley is unreal. The kid is disgusting. He'll probably be close to a lottery pick this year. Um, if not, you know, a top 10 pick, it depends on kind of how the, the draft shakes out. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the big reason why I've got them winning this game. I think I have them winning. Uh, let me see. I think I have them winning two games this year. Yeah, I have them winning two games this year. So, um, you know, I, I think that they've got a, uh, a pretty good shot to win this game. I don't know. Like, I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I, I feel like they'll be able to win the game. Yeah, I like that. Good, good and uh, okay. just a little bit back to the last matchup. Um, since Florida repeated in 07, uh, no defending champion has gotten past the Sweet 16. And in each of the last three tournaments, they got eliminated in the second round. So really? if you do have Virginia winning um, round one, I recommend Wouldn't you send them uh, far. have them lose round two. I have them going to the Sweet 16 and losing, but this 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 all may change. All right, Kansas and East Washington, Kansas. Kansas, East Washington. Yep, absolutely. I, I think that even with Kansas's injury and COVID issues, they uh, yeah. they're not going to have an issue with the. I mean, I will say that there always is like one weird upset every year. Like you talked about a little bit one that just like no one saw coming. Like this might be it, but I don't think it will be. I think Kansas wins. All right. All right, Oregon and VCU. I got VCU in this one. Really? Um, yeah, I like to pick a couple of tens to beat the seven. I think I've got two or three this year. And when you actually uh, look at it, so VCU has one more loss and one less win than Oregon. Their net rank is separated by three. Oregon's 34th, VCU's 37th. Both teams are 0-1 against the top 25. But then strength of schedule, VCU's 27th and Oregon's 90th. And VCU is significantly stronger defensively as a, from the standpoint of points per game. The one thing that will be concerning for them is they are a much worse three-point shooting team than Oregon. That's um, about a 5% difference between the two teams. Um, but they do have a 6% edge in free throws. So coming down late in the game when it's important to hit your free throws, could be a uh, you know an edge to VCU there, but uh, I like VCU in this one for sure. I've always thought of Oregon as kind of you know you mentioned it with USC earlier. USC is more of a football school. I view Oregon as more of a football school. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I'm taking Oregon. One reason is just experience. Uh, this team has just sure. got a lot more leadership in this in the upperclassmen position than VCU does, and I think that that's going to play more of a role in this year's tournament just because you had all these guys miss out on the tournament last year and miss Absolutely. a season. So you're not going to take this for granted this year, especially if you're a senior, if you were a junior last year, knowing this is your last year. I think experience is, is so key, and Oregon has it, and VCU doesn't. Oregon's got a boatload of seniors in their starting lineup, a, you know, a ton coming off the bench contributing to this team. I don't know if I'm going far, but I do have them beating VCU. And I think th there is one big thing with that too. I think this year's tournament is going to be really interesting um, because you're going to have a lot of guys that were like fringe NBA guys, like probably could have gotten drafted in a normal year and probably would have gotten drafted in a normal year, but because they didn't have the chance to play in the tournament, they weren't able to put out that tape for the yeah. NBA scouts to see. And so they ended up having to play another year in college. And I think those guys, you know, it's going to be those no name guys that you've never heard of. Those guys are going to be really big difference makers in this tournament. Definitely. For sure. Uh, it's it's going to be weird too, with the whole COVID thing, how it's going to impact the, the games. Cause you yeah, know, I, I mean, like, I again, we're, we're seeing, I don't know if you know what the policy is, but you know, do you know what happens if a team has a breakout? Like what happens if they, uh, they have um, they have teams at the ready that they have like fill in teams that were like bubble 11 and 16 seeds that are like 
that are quarantining and like at the ready to play. But as of as of this morning, all all, all the teams have right, like negative I'm, COVID tests. I'm saying like what happens if we get to the Sweet 16 and, and like Gonzaga has an outbreak? So like would the team that yeah. gets, like so like say Gonzaga in between the in between round two and the Sweet 16, there's five day layover, right? So say yeah. Gonzaga beats Oklahoma round two and then gets COVID in between. Does Oklahoma now play whoever comes through the Creighton, UCSB, UVA, Ohio, you know, yeah, matchup? I'm not sure how that would work. I, I don't know. And I guess we just have to hope that there are no COVID outbreaks because that would right. suck too. Exactly. And that would be a bracket buster for everybody. Oh, Absolutely. And I think they're doing like you look at the NBA bubble and the NHL bubble. I think they're going to do a good enough job with it where they can keep it contained. Yeah. So let's hope. But uh, all right. Last game in the West. Uh, I kill it. There's Iowa. Yeah. Boomer yeah. Oakley. Sentimental pick. Luca Garza. Right. Statistic pick. Unreal. Statistic. Unreal. Pick. That's just Iowa any day of the week. Okay. Moving on to the East. Michigan, Texas Southern. Okay, Michigan's going to win this game, but they are not going to go far in the tournament. One of their best players is out. They've mm. been like they've been dealing. There was some other stuff behind the scenes too. I don't know if I like. I was reading about it. Oh, mid-season COVID pause too for Michigan because they are one of the better teams in mid-season the mid-season uh, COVID pause and an early exit in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Plus, one of your best guys is for sure not playing for at least three weeks or something like that. Like they said, if he comes back, it's Final Four or something like that. I I have them winning this game. I have them winning in the next round, but I do not have them getting anywhere near the Final Four. Yeah, I have them losing to FSU in the Sweet 16. Yeah, that's what I think. That's what I think. I have them beating FSU and then losing in the Elite Eight. I forget though. I can check right now. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm actually I'm, I've been flipping between either they lose to FSU or they lose to Bama. But either way, they're not hitting the final four. Yeah, they're not getting to the final four, especially with that kid out. He was like one of their top scorers and he's not playing. So, like, yes, they're going to be Texas Southern. Yeah, it like might be a closer game than people would like it to be. But I've got Michigan. I, it's uh, Isaiah Livers is expected. Livers, yeah. His expected return is technically tomorrow, but it says foot injury. I I read that he's he's done for at least three weeks. Okay, so maybe it's someone else. Maybe it's Hunter Dickinson instead. I don't know. And this is just what the CBS uh, bracket has. If you click on the match, I mean, even if he plays on a hurt foot, I don't think. Right, exactly. Yeah, and the fact that they got knocked out of the Big Ten tournament relatively That's early, too. Okay, LSU and St. Bonaventure. This is another one of those eight nines that you could just flip or flop and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I've got LSU just because they have more experience against stronger teams. They had six games against the top 25. St. Bonaventure didn't play a single one. And LSU yeah. averages 12 points more per game. You know, granted, they yes. give up 15 points more, but I feel like that offense, you know, the game's about a bucket, right? Whoever can score more is going to end up winning the game. Yeah, I'd love to pick St. Bonaventure. That was the most cliche answer I could have ever... Whoever is going to score more is going to end up winning the game. There it is. (laughs) It's like the other day I was saying... um, I was saying to one of my friends, I would bet a million dollars that the winner of the Canadian division in the NHL is going to have an E somewhere in their name. Because if you look at it, every team, either in the city or in the team name, has an E. Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of words have E's. It's a commonly used vowel. Both of our right. names have them. <laughs> right. This is true. And when you do in like the first um, and the last. <laughs> well, like Wheel of Fortune, right? At the end, they give you all the common letters, and it's R S T L N E. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I've got LSU too. Their offense is just too good. I'd love to pick St. Bonaventure because of the name, the Bonnies. That's kind of sick. But LSU's going to win. Dude, I need my guy Sharif O'Neal to come back, but he's supposed to be done for like the, the entire tournament. 
someone had um what do you call it someone, someone had, had the LSU tag TBR yeah, the whole and thing. like you, yeah. you reposted it and they said my guy Sharif and I was like I'm pretty sure he's out yeah, he's right. like not playing it, it <laughs> the expe- so first off he he averaged three points and 4.4 rebounds in 15 minutes a game this year and it also says expected return September 30th of this year so I don't think he's expected to play in the tournament. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't venture to guess. Okay, Colorado Georgetown. I think we both have Georgetown. We do. We do. I mean, it, yes. it's the Patrick Ewing effect, bro. That was okay. So I wasn't gonna pick Georgetown. Like I, Georgetown wasn't even on my radar for making the tournament. And then the Big East tournament comes around, and Patrick Ewing is talking about like getting into fights with security guards and like. People not giving him enough respect and how like he owns Madison Square Garden. People, people try to turn that into like a, a like police mistreating. Like forget forget that whole thing. How do you not recognize Patrick Ewing Patrick in Madison Patrick. Square Garden? I recognize him anywhere, any day of the week. I'd be like, yeah, it's Patrick Ewing. Like, <laughs> he the was head like coach. seven feet tall. Well, also, how did he like? How did he not have like the credentials? He's like the head coach, bro. Like, how do you, how does how does he, he get? Have, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. No, but when he said, "I own this building," and then won the or like, did they win the Big East? They, I'm pretty sure they did. I don't think they would have made it in the 13 12 record. Yeah, they, they had a they, losing think, record entering the tournament. I think they won three straight or four straight to win it. Let me see. Let me look at the matchup review. I'm pretty sure they won the Big East tournament. Yeah, they, they beat Creighton in the in the championship to win the Big East. So you've got Patrick Ewing, first of all, like one of the most electric athletes ever. I think Patrick Ewing is like such a good basketball player. Throw in this whole storyline of like him not being allowed into Madison Square Garden and saying he owns the building and then winning the Big East title in the building. They're dancing right now. They, they're right. giving me Loyola Chicago vibes from 2019 um, or 2018, 2019. When was Sister Jean? One of the two years. I don't know. So long ago, man. I don't know. They're giving me Loyola Chicago vibes right now. I've got them rolling Colorado and moving on to the next round. Go Hoyas, AI, and Patrick Ewing. Yes, sir. All right. Next game, FSU and UNC Greensboro. Uh, FSU. Florida State, even though UNC Greensboro is dancing in the TBR tournament right now. Yeah, I, what, what's the the I mean, I, Baylor loses first round, which is wild. Yeah, that was wild. Um, Pretty sure I picked them to go all the way win, didn't I? When we did our little like preview thing. Yeah, I think you might have. Oh well, I forget. But yeah, they got bounced early on. But UNC Greensboro is like they're they're moving. So, but that has no indi- you know doesn't really reflect that much into this pick. Florida State's going to win. Yeah. All right, next one. BYU and either Michigan State or UCLA. I told Seth, I don't care if it's Michigan State or UCLA. They're winning the game. I've got Michigan State or UCLA. That game's going on right now as we do this podcast. Once you hear Michigan this podcast. Michigan State is up by 13 currently. Perfect. Yeah, 44-33 right now at halftime. I've got Michigan State. Uh, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a live bracket switch, and I'm gonna I'm gonna change my bracket right now, and and I'm gonna roll with the uh, with you on that one. Nice. I like that. I like the story of like Michigan State wasn't gonna be in the tournament, and then they turned it on down the stretch, and they made it into a play a play in game, uh, and I think they're gonna beat BYU. This is a, I think this is a good spot if you're looking for an 11 over a 6. Absolutely. All right. Next game, Texas versus Abilonium Christian. We didn't. We, we couldn't figure out how to pronounce that last time. I still don't know how. Uh, yeah. Hook'em Horns, Boomer Oakley coached at Texas for a year. Dominique won the Heisman. Uh, Texas is a three seed. Everything's telling me to take Texas, so I'm taking Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I got Texas. All right, next game, UConn and Maryland. So I have UConn winning this one. My roommate's from Maryland, but that's not going to sway me. Uh, I've got uh, UConn's like my sleeper to go deep in the tournament. And I'm riding them in my bracket. So like UConn better fucking beat Maryland because 
my bracket's going to shit if they don't. <laughs> okay, and then Alabama, Iona. A lot of people are saying, like, don't sleep on Iona to win this game because of Rick Patino, because he coaches Iona, and he's, like, longtime dog in the tournament. I just think Alabama's ranked too high to lose this game. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the tie in this one. Yeah, I am too. I actually have them making a pretty deep run. I've got them going all the way to the Final Four. Really? Yeah, because I don't trust Michigan, and I don't think there's another team in that bracket. I mean, it's like the big one is Texas, right? If they end up playing. Which the thing that makes me really uncomfortable about my bracket right now is I have one, two, three, four in three regions. I hate that because that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, someone's someone's going to dance. We just don't know who it is. Right. That's the scary might, part. Right, because like here's the thing: like Texas is probably going to win second. You know what? I might win. Uh, mm, Live bracket switch. Texas is beating Bama second round, and then Texas is going to be Michigan. Wait, Texas beating Bama in the Sweet Sixteen? Yeah. Okay. Do you disagree with that, or do you agree with that? I don't um, know. It's, I'm so back and forth. I mean, so coming out of this, well, what is this? The the East. My Final Four representative in the East is UConn. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, I think Bam is going to lose early on. I think they're not that experienced in the tournament. I think they're just an inflated year. I think like a great spot for an upset in the second round is UConn over Bama. Interesting. I've got UConn kind of running the table, which is an interesting play. Certainly, yes, it definitely is. I see that. I don't know. Well, I, I think they're sick with Bama going to the final. To work. I like Bama. Go for I it. I like, the, I, I like that we're at odds. I like it. Yeah. It's good. It's better right. than I like. Here's, here's, what I, here's the only thing I'll say. Don't sleep on Iona. I, like, I think Bama's going to win this game, and they should, but the Rick Patino effect. He's a dog. Slipping people money under the table to come and play for Louisville. You think he's not doing the same thing at Iona? Man's a jeep. They're building a damn empire. Off the back. I don't know. <laughs> they, could, they could go to the final four. <laughs> All right. And then the South. The South. Baylor, Hartford. Baylor. Perfect. Same here. All right. UNC, Wisconsin. I don't like this game. Except I, I really like this game. Because it's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> yes. But I don't like picking this game. I took Wisconsin. I took UNC. I think UNC is a stronger. Everything, everything took told me to take UNC. Everything told me to take UNC, but I didn't have a nine over an eight. UNC is not having in their best year, and I watched UConn. Uh, sorry, I watched Wisconsin play Iowa in the Big Ten tournament like a couple weeks ago. They looked good. I like Wisconsin there. Yeah, see, I'm going to stick with UNC and just bite the bullet, have one of these picks be wrong, because I do have every eight seed winning. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to bite the bullet on this one. I feel like they'll beat Wisconsin. That's see, thing, originally like, I had UNC, yeah. but then I told myself I can't have all the eights win, so I switched it to right. Wisconsin. I said, that's the one I feel good about switching. I didn't I think I feel like State Bonaventure was going to beat LSU. I didn't think that Missouri was going to beat Oklahoma, and I like Wisconsin over North Carolina. UNC kind of had a tough year. I feel like they're going to pull it out in the tournament. Maybe. We'll see. All right, next game. This one's interesting for me. Or not for me, but for the world for some reason. Villanova over Winthrop. Everybody keeps saying Winthrop's going to win for some reason. Well, they're 23-1, and one, so they're hot. Yeah, but, like, they're Winthrop. Yeah, their strength of schedule is 268th in the nation. And, like, it's Villanova, who was, like, one of the, like, for for the long run, going to be, like, a two They have been very good for the past five to six years in college basketball. Well, 
they were all year going to be like a one or a two seed in the tournament. And then they fell off in the last few weeks of the season and right. dropped down to they, a spot. Their last 10, they are five and five, oh and four on the road. Right. So I think that I'm going to do like the reverse reverse here. I think that because they cooled down at the end of the regular season, they're going to pick it back up because they're pissed that they slid from a two to a five. And this is a tough draw for them. This is no cakewalk. So I'm, pick, I'm taking Villanova. And I actually and have the thing too. Deep. So of their five losses, two of them ended up coming against teams that are in the tournament. Right, and they played one, two, three, four, maybe five games. They four of those games were against teams that ended up in the tournament. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not like they're playing crappy teams. Most of these are league games. Like Marquette hasn't been good in a long time, um, but they murdered Marquette. Lost to Butler, which doesn't look great. Lost to Providence, which doesn't with which does not look great. There's yeah. a loss to St. John's in there too, but you know. Uh, I, I I have to agree with you. I think that the the fact that they've been cold just means and experience is going to win this them this game too. They know. Exactly yeah, I think it's tough to pick against Villanova in the first round. All right, Purdue and North Texas, Purdue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Texas Tech and Utah State. Texas Tech. Same. I have Texas Tech making a nice little run, even though they're a six seed. A few years ago, they they made it to the championship, right? Or the final four, or the national championship. The national championship, 2018. I think they lost to Michigan. Hang on. I'm fairly certain they made it to the national championship as a three seed, and Michigan was a two seed that year and beat them. 2018 national championship, they lost in the Elite Eight to Villanova. Okay, try... The championship was Villanova over Michigan. Maybe try um, 19. They made it to the Final Four and lost to Michigan, who then lost to Virginia. 2019, Texas Tech lost to Virginia in the championship. Oh, so they... Yeah, so they played Michigan in the Final Four, right? And and then yep. lost to Virginia. They played Michigan so, yeah, they were in the National State Final Four. Michigan State, yeah. Final Four was a one, a two, a three, and a five. That's funny. And who was the five? Michigan State. Oh, that's right. Auburn was in it. Yeah, that's a weird final four. They only lost to Virginia Um, by one point. I remember that game, yeah. Yeah, so they, I mean, this team was in the national championship in the last tournament. So I, even though I've got them going relatively deep. Okay, next game Arkansas, Colgate. Uh, Arkansas. Same here. Florida, Virginia Tech. VA Tech. Same. I have a, when I used to have a YouTube channel before high school, I used to like 1v1 people. And I asked this high school basketball player from Massachusetts to 1v1 me. And he like laughed at me. Um, but like in like a fun way. And then he like subscribed to my YouTube channel and he plays at Virginia Tech now. So that's sentimental pick for me. So I'm picking Virginia Tech. Nice. And then Ohio State or Oral Roberts? I got Ohio State. I have them going all the way to the Final Four. I think yeah, there's Ohio no State chance there. that Oral Roberts is going to beat Ohio State. Yeah. All right, Midwest region, final region. Illinois or Drexel? Drexel. I know, obviously. Drexel posted on TikTok today, and it was like it was a it was one of those things where it was like a mirror. It was, so it was like you yeah. had the mask on both sides, and it said like um, playing in the playing in the March Madness tournament, and then like beating Illinois, and then it said like one in the same. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> there's no there's no chance that Drexel's going to beat Illinois. There's no I'm chance at all. One of my uh, one of my friends goes to Drexel, and I've been giving him crap all week. And he goes, "Dude, where's BU?" I go, "I don't root for BU basketball." <laughs> like, I, uh, don't have a, I don't have a um um college basketball team really. I mean, like, if Notre Dame finds their way into the tournament, I'll, I'll root for them. BU was going to be in the tournament last year. 
They would have been in the tournament last year, yeah. Yeah. They somehow managed to win their uh, conference tournament. Um, yeah. But if you've ever watched a BU basketball game, they are one of the worst basketball teams I've ever seen. I've seen uh, middle school teams play better fundamental basketball than the Boston University basketball team. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Next so game, Loyola-Chicago, Georgia Tech. Here's my prediction. So Loyola-Chicago is going to win. One of Georgia Tech's star players was announced that he was not playing this weekend, like today. So I was already going to pick Loyola-Chicago, but that just further enhances my pick. Sister Jean is going to be in attendance. That's going to be electric. This team yep. made a huge run a few years ago. This is my prediction, though. I think everybody's going to think that Loyola-Chicago is going to make a run again this year because they did it uh, a few years ago. They aren't going to be your Cinderella this year. They aren't going to do it again. They're going to beat Georgia Tech, but there's no way they get past Illinois in the second round. So I've got Loyola Chicago winning against Georgia Tech this weekend. They're not going to beat Illinois, though. That's my take. Absolutely. I still I don't understand how the CBS net ranking works. They have Loyola Chicago listed as the 10th best team in the country. They're an eight seed in the tournament. Yeah, there's no way that a 10th best team. Those numbers don't match up at all. Like, no. if, if they were the 10th best team in the country, they'd be a three seed. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, we'll Chicago in that game. All right, next game. Tennessee, Oregon State. Tennessee's going to win. Abby has Tennessee yep. winning her whole bracket. Um, what, what was the logic behind that? Did she just pick random teams? Pretty much. I think she wants to go to Tennessee, too. So, like, that little bit wow. of a sentimental pick. But, I, I mean, her guess is just as good as any of ours at this point. So. This is true. But, yeah, there's no I can't pick against Tennessee. They're going to win, too. But I can't pick against them. All right. Oklahoma State, Liberty. Seth, as much as I hate to do it, uh, I'm picking Oklahoma State. I hate good. Cade Cunningham. I hate his guts. Why do you hate Cade Cunningham? I what hate Cade Cunningham him so much. So dirty. He looks so like a cocky pompous piece of shit i hate <laughs> him <laughs> i i just don't want to, listen i think they might go to the final four but i would hate to happen uh, dude i've got them going all the way to the national championship game really kate oh, cunningham is so dirty he's so good i saw them manhandle west virginia twice in like the past two weeks so that that showed me that they were good but i hate picking them no, it doesn't mean anything to me. It. But, like I, I Especially don't. Especially over Liberty too. Liberty's always good for a twelve over five upset, even though they're a thirteen this year. Yeah. Like every time there's a twelve over Dude, five. I don't have a single upset on this side of the on this. Like I don't think I have a single matchup that has an upset other than in Oklahoma State. Like Oklahoma State is my singular. In, upset. in the first it, round, I don't have a single upset in this whole region. Yeah, I don't like first round. I don't, and then second round, I don't. In and then Oklahoma, I have the second year. round. I don't either. Yeah, yeah. So I have them beating. Yeah, and then yeah. I have them beating Houston. So next game, San Diego State, Syracuse. You have San Diego State. Yep. West Virginia, Moorhead State, West Virginia. Yep. Listen, I want West Virginia to be a lot better than they are. I like. I said this a few weeks ago. I said they're one of my favorites going into like the tournament at large. But I don't know. I think they're going to – I have them getting bounced by Houston in the Sweet 16. Um, I don't know. If, West Virginia bounced by Houston. Yes, I have that as well. Yeah, I just – they haven't shown me enough. They lost to Oklahoma State twice. They yeah. were looking real good earlier in the year, but they couldn't hold it up. I just don't think they're going to make a run, which sucks, because I would have definitely picked them to win the whole thing. Um, okay, yeah, Clemson-Rutgers. Clemson. Clemson. My dad is Clemson winning the whole tournament for some reason. Why? I don't know. <laughs> and then Houston, Cleveland State. Houston. Every part of me wants to take Cleveland State in this game for no reason. <laughs> Every part of me. Like, what are they? A All right. Game? Like, what is that logo? Um, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. All right. Before we sign off, let's talk. Let's talk final fours. Who do you have in your final four? So my final four is Ohio State, Oklahoma State, Gonzaga, and Bama. 
Okay. I've got Gonzaga, UConn, Baylor, and Houston. Gonzaga, UConn, Baylor. UConn's the, the oddball of that group. Yeah, so my thing with Baylor is, like, I've got Baylor going Elite Eight, right? And then I just think that I feel like the teams that are, like, always really high, like, Baylor, I think, is the second-ranked team in the nation. Ohio State is cold coming into the tournament. Yeah, that's why I don't have faith in them to make it far. See, like, every part of me wants to to take UConn out because it is so unrealistic that they're going to get there. But hear me out for a second. This is my this is their path for me at least. So, I have them beating Maryland. I have them upsetting Alabama because I don't I don't have any faith in this Alabama team. I also have Michigan State or UCLA beating Texas in the second round. That means that UConn's going to face Michigan State or UCLA. They're going to beat them and then they're going to see Michigan in the Elite 8. And that's where I have them bouncing Michigan and heading to the final four. Yeah, I mean, if, if I, I mean, I don't think Michigan's going to get past the Elite Eight. I have them going to the Elite Eight too. Honestly, I think any team that faces them at that point is going to beat them. That's why. That's why. Like, so this is like a stars have to align for for this to work out and UConn to get there. But I think they can do it. The team that like this is the thing. I don't have faith in my national champion, which is Baylor. Yeah, I mean, I've got Gonzaga, which is the number one overall seed, and the number one overall seed, like, never wins. Yeah. But they're also undefeated, so. I have I have Baylor beating Gonzaga in the national championship. Yeah, so I've got Gonzaga over Oklahoma State. Okay. I think Oklahoma State's getting bounced by Houston in the Elite Eight, and then that puts Houston through to the Final Four. I have Baylor yeah. beating Texas my, Tech my in the thing- Elite Eight. You have Baylor over Texas Tech in the Elite Eight. That would be interesting. And then UConn over Michigan, and then Gonzaga over Iowa. So my thing with Houston is, while they have a really high net ranking, they are very untested against top 25 teams. Yeah. Like, they're supposed to be the best of the two seeds, and they played one game against a top 25 team all year. Meanwhile, Oklahoma State's played 14 top 25 teams. They had the third strongest strength of schedule. Now, Houston is a defensive powerhouse. Their point differential this year was 20, right, which is crazy, right? That's 20 points per game. But last 10, Houston 1-2 on the road, Oklahoma State 4-2 on the road. So, I you know I think Oklahoma State gets the edge there. Oklahoma State is a better overall shooting team, not better at three pointer free throws. Um, but then it, like the only like the, the just the big thing for me is Cade Cunningham. Yeah, he's the best player. Honestly, he could be the best player in the tournament. Like, say what you want about Luka Garza. Say what you want about literally any other guy in this bracket. I think that Cade Cunningham is going to end up being the best player in this tournament. When you look back on it, after all these dudes have retired from the NBA career that they end up having, I think that you're going to see that Cade Cunningham's the best player in this entire tournament. Yeah, as much as I hate to admit it, I think you're right. Um, I think the way to kind of do this is to work backwards. So I have, so I think Midwest is actually like the most solidified all the way to the elite eight. Like I think Oklahoma state and Houston will be in the elite eight coming out of the Midwest. Yeah. Then like, I feel the most confident about my Midwest and West elite eights right now, Gonzaga, Iowa, Oklahoma state and Houston. Those I think are solidified elite eights. That's going to get me good points. Then I have Michigan and Yukon. Two teams that like could easily not be there. Right. Michigan might get bounced by Florida State the round before. But also, like Bama and could end up getting through there on UConn. Bama could beat UConn in the second round, and that could like ruin the whole thing. That's why I'm reluctant right now to send UConn to the Final Four. Right. It is a little far fetched. 
should I? Who, who would you have going there instead of UConn? It'd be Michigan, but I, I don't think Michigan's getting past the. Yeah, that's the thing. See, it doesn't matter in that Florida point. State over Michigan, though, because then I could send Florida State. Right. See that that's one that could really happen. That's a little bit more realistic, if you ask me. So if if you're gonna if you're gonna take UConn out of there, it's got to be Florida State because I don't see Michigan making it that far. Yeah, you know, I don't think I don't think UConn's gonna make as big a run as like, like I'm second guessing myself right now. I do think they're gonna beat Alabama. You you either have to go either UConn all the way or Florida State, but don't don't like halfway it. So like, don't have UConn beating Bama and then losing in the Sweet Sixteen. Just don't do that because then you're second guessing yourself too much and you're gonna screw. I'd have the, I'd have them losing the Elite Eight to Florida State. I'd have Michigan beat. That that's what you should do. Yeah, you know what? UConn's not making it to the Final Four. What the fuck am I saying? So I just changed it. I'm sending Florida State to the Final Four now. There you go. That's better. Keeping my national champion and champion the same. I'm having UConn go to the Elite Eight. That makes more sense. I don't have faith in this Bama team. And that's a safe pick because if Bama loses, yeah, I have UConn going to the Elite Eight. But that's, that's a little more safe of a pick. I do think UConn can be out. All right, so this is my new final four. Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, Houston. Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, Houston. Yeah, that could be that's definitely a good one. I mean, I think the Houston Baylor, pick is Baylor over Gonzaga. Yeah, Baylor definitely over Gonzaga. Yeah, Houston, Oklahoma yeah. State. I think that I like Houston a lot. And I think they're gonna win that game. Yeah, I like that. I like Florida State a lot better in that situation. Absolutely. Bounce bounce Michigan in the sweet sixteen. So I have Illinois and Michigan losing in the Sweet 16. Then my Elite Eight is Gonzaga, Iowa, Florida State, UConn, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Houston. Then Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, Houston. Then Gonzaga, Baylor, and Baylor winning. Yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with that for now. That may change, but as of right now, that's what I'm rolling with. All right. That's all I've got. I don't have anything else either. It's a hell of a time to be right. a Patriots fan, though, I will say. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, once I get back and we get back into the swing of things, we'll talk about that. But I think that all other sports – oh, just quick shout-out to Philadelphia, the Flyers, for losing, like, what, 9 nothing to the Rangers the other night? I think it was 9-1. They one. gave up, like, Whatever. seven goals Fuck in the second period. Mika Zibanejad had, uh, had six points, three goals, three assists. Philly sports suck. I, I hate Philly sports. Philly sports fans are the worst. I hate yeah. Philly sports. I love that they got their tires blown off by the New York Rangers. That was awesome. I know that we're on Philly talk and that a lot of like Philadelphia sports fans are like followers of us on TikTok. But fuck you guys. What a bad loss that was. <laughs> Bruins for the Stanley Cup, baby. We'll see you in a recently, but got the W uh, Rolling two game win streak. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Two game, yes. one streak. Make it yeah, three. The game against Pitt was ugly, though. Hey, Seth, how do you start a win streak? By winning one. Yes, that's, yeah, very good. Good job. Boom. All right, yeah, but for the next few days, all other sports are going to be on pause at TBR. It's literally all March Madness. We will have podcasts come out after each day of the rounds. So, yeah. Thank you all so much for listening and good luck. If you're listening to this still, you made it all the way to the end of the episode and it isn't 12 o'clock on Friday yet. Join the March Madness Bracket Challenge TBR. First link in the Instagram bio. And, and if yeah, you don't we'll- know anything about college basketball, just pick the teams that you like the logos of because that's going to do just as well as anything that we said on this podcast. Just pick Clemson like my dad and <laughs> just ride them all the way to the championship. Yep. All right. That's all we've got, boys. We will see you very soon, probably tomorrow. Goodbye. Dirty soda and stuff, bro. Spend a day to get my mind blown. Dress it up and go to Nassau. Two hundred miles on a dash. Got a roller pound up a gas. Switch the lanes in the Grand Rapids. We're the one that kept it cool with all the niggas.
tragic. I don't wanna live in lavish. 